0: Hello and thank you for tuning into Sideline Story, your destination for sports news, analysis and discussions. I am your host Brandon Yates and as always I'm joined by my co-hosts Fuyu and Yang Guang and today we will be chatting about the 2022 World Team Table Tennis Championships being held in Chengdu, China and Yang Guang I'd like to start with you how have you found the championships so far? Have you found them to be, you know, pretty exciting as as things have been progressing?
1: Um, yeah, it's a, yeah. it's a good to see the return of a major table tennis tournament in China. Um, with the pandemic, the sports of table tennis and the whole ITTF and um, WTT tour um, have almost been in stagnation, in like um, the past two or three years to see the peddlers from all around the world compete again um, is definitely good news for fans and for the players in terms of the this team championships um, though there are 66 teams competing in Chengdu um, the tournament is still about the few number of squads I think not many surprises so far especially for team China both the men's and women's teams um, haven't conceded a single match they have proved China's dominance in the sports. Um, other teams from Asia, like Japan and South Korea, and Hong Kong team, also displayed great form. Um, in terms of the European teams, Germany and Sweden are still um, in top tier levels. But the most excitement, uh, exciting matchup so far, I would say, is France against England in the uh, in the last uh, sixteen of the men's team. Uh, men's team competition. France survived in a five-match thriller. 16-year-old Felix Lebron once again shone at the world stage, beating Sam Walker to seal the win for France. It's a player that fans should pay attention to. At such a young age, 16 years old, he is already a doubles champion in Europe. But what made me most um, impressed was his previous meeting with Malone this year in Budapest. Um, he really gave some toughness for Malone. Malone only won that match three games to one, but the victory was quite ugly uh, for a world champion. Malone had to stop LeBron's rhythm many times by stopping the game with towel bricks. He used his experience to knock out LeBron rather than you know, through pure power. Of course, Malone underestimated this young guy ahead of the match, but I was quite impressed by this youngster's performance then. And this time in Chengdu, certainly the French team has put him in a key position, placing him as the final card in a team knockout match, and he won it. Um, This rising star could bring more surprises in the future, I think.
0: Yeah, it's interesting, you know, I think, you know, we've mentioned a couple of talking points there. Of course, we know that China has been, you know, the dominant nation in this sport for many, many years. And it's also, you know, good to see that that dominance is continuing, you know, of course, for Chinese fans. And I think they just set the standard for other nations to try and, you know, reach that level. And it sounds like there are some other countries, not just in Asia, but around the world, um, that are getting to quite a high level of performance, which is, I think, really fantastic for the sport and for fans around the world. And it's also, it's quite good to hear that, um, you know, the England and France uh, rivalry is still strong. I mean, we've seen that rivalry across um, numerous sports. You know, Mm -hmm. for myself as a massive rugby fan, I know that when England plays France, that's always a very not necessarily exciting, but it's a very intense game just because of the passion between those two nations. And, you know, football fans will also recognize matches between England and France are traditionally very exciting. So it's, it's awesome to hear that that carries over into table tennis as well. And, and, you, know, you mentioned there's been the emergence of some young and up-and-coming exciting talent um, that has even been pushing some, you know, really recognized perform- uh, performers that have been, you know, dominant in the sport for a number of years. So I think there's a number of elements from these championships that fans have probably been very excited by. And it sounds like things are going really, really well, which is really fantastic for these championships and for, you know, the the host nation of China. I think it's really, really fantastic. Um, for you, Yang Guang touched on a couple of points there um, that he's found exciting so far. Can you think of anything else, just from your perspective, that has been exciting from the championship so far?
2: Yeah, I think the matches are exciting to watch, especially this week. Um, we are having a seven-day holiday for the national day, so it's always nice to have some sports events to watch but actually from a chinese perspective everything regarding team china is very predictable at the world championships Um, most of their matches were clean sweeps and both china's men's and women's teams are led by the world's top players and given china 's long time dominance in the sport, i 'm not surprised at the outcome and Here in China, a Chinese player winning a table tennis match doesn't really make the headlines because it 's what everyone expects, but losing one does, and it's always a shock defeat so it, it seems like um, no one ever posed a serious challenge at the at the world in Chengdu. Um, at least up until the quarterfinals but um, I really wonder how home fans feel about it if it's still a delight or has it become so common that they expect nothing short of a victory from their national team I always watch a table tennis match with a light-hearted approach because I know exactly what to expect and I think it's a good thing because it frees me from the nerves and it allows me to fully enjoy the match. It's it's nice to have that um comfortable lead um over over players from other countries and um w- which I think sometimes will make the matches more enjoyable. Uh, because, like I said, you don't have to watch it with all the nerves and uh, having to worry about whether a player might win or lose a game. Um, But at the same time, uh, things become very predictable. So, yeah, um, I'm not sure if there are a lot of people who think like I do.
0: Yeah it's interesting you know I think with um a, a host nation that is so dominant in a particular sport I think that does sometimes make things a little bit predictable but but like you said it also brings the added advantage of you know that your your nation is going to make you proud and you're going to you know really enjoy watching them and it also takes or reduces the stress levels at least when you're watching them uh, perform and, you know, there's an interesting uh, point you mentioned where, you know, when, when your host nation is so successful in a sport, you know, you, you, you don't necessarily see it making the headlines when they win, but it definitely makes the headlines when they lose. And there's a very similar culture here in South Africa, um, obviously not in, in table tennis, but with rugby. You know, when we watch our national team play, you know, they've won the World Cup three times and they, you know, one of generally the number one ranked side in the world alongside you know, potentially New Zealand or one or two other nations, and whenever they win, you know it's kind of like, oh well, that's that's great, you know. Let's carry on the weekend. But if they lose, it becomes a national crisis. They want to fire the coach. They want to drop all of the players. <laughs> it becomes a whole disaster, you know, just after one loss. So. I think there might be a similar situation in China when, you know, a, a Chinese individual or team uses a table tennis match. So I completely get what you're talking about there. But yeah, like you said, <laughs> at the same time, um, you know, the fact that the championships are being hosted in China and um, Team China's performing very well, I think that's the most important thing. And I think, you know, it it might not necessarily make major headlines because like you said it is expected of team china to perform really well so hopefully when it is in the news it's all for the right reasons and hopefully it doesn't change and become the wrong reason Uh,
2: people are so spoiled because their countries um do so well in certain sports and they they react like that because they will accept nothing but a win
0: exactly i think you know it's it's a good thing to put that amount of i wouldn't say pressure but it's good to to for some teams to have those expectations because it you know it holds them to account and it makes them you know perform at a very high level every match because they are so afraid of losing which sounds horrible but sometimes you know it, it brings out the best in certain teams and athletes i think you know it's i don't know what it's like with team china but i'm assuming it's a similar situation where you know the south african rugby team they're so scared of losing that they've, they're focused in every game to perform at the highest, highest level. Um, you know, it doesn't... I wouldn't say the fear of losing makes them play conservatively or uh, makes them nervous. I think it actually focuses them and makes them perform at their very best every single match, no matter who they're playing against. And I assume it's the same with Team China, you know, in certain table tennis matches. But, um, Yang Guang, you touched on one or two, um, you know, surprising and outstanding performances um, are there any others or, you know, could, could you pick maybe one particular, uh, surprising or, and outstanding performance from the championship so far?
1: Well, I think the biggest surprise so far, the tournament is, um, the biggest disappointment, um, the Chinese Taipei's men's team did. And I have to say there didn't, they didn't do well as people had expected, um, they sent in the best squad they could, led by Lin Jun Zhu and veteran Chuang Zhiyuan. Normally, this roster could guarantee a place in the at least the quarterfinals. Um, they have done it several times, countless times. But this year, they didn't even reach the last 16. They were knocked out from the group stage, and they didn't even win a match. Uh, against uh, singapore against the belgium and then the creation the group stage that's uh, that's quite a surprise for me
0: yeah i think that is quite a major surprise and you know we've obviously discussed the performances of team china and how um you know dominant they've been but i think you know when you're looking at a, a a world championships regardless of the sport i think um one of the key elements of any you know Global World Tournaments is one or two surprise results or, you know, an upset victory or a surprise loss. So I think having that element at the championships, I think, will just add to the excitement and to the drama of the overall um, championships for you from your side. Any um, outstanding or surprise performances that come to mind?
2: Yes, since China is very consistent and predictable, I had to look elsewhere for highlights. Um, I find the Japan versus South Korea matches very interesting to watch um, because both their women's teams are in the top four of the world standings. And from the from the result, which saw all three Japanese players getting past their South Korean opponents, some people are surprised that it was such a lopsided victory. But if you Look at how the three singles matches pan out. There are actually a lot of things worth noticing. Um, for example, Japan's captain was no was a no show. She was absent from the three game, from the three matches, but it still didn't stop them from completing the clean sweep. And um, South Korean players put up a good fight, especially teenager Kim Na Young, who won the opening set against Japan's former world champion Ito Maima. So, apart from China being in the league of their own, the matches are still very much open among other teams competing um, other worlds in Chengdu.
0: It's, you know, I think, you know, like you mentioned there, some of those surprise results and um, the the emergence of some, um, you know, up and coming, you know, surprisingly teenage talents, I think that's going to be, you know, a, uh, probably a major talking point when the championships come to a conclusion. And I think, of course, you know, most people will be talking about the the dominance of Team China, but to have the added elements of some surprise results and up-and-coming talent. I always think that that's a, a, a crucial element to any world championship, and it's good to see that we are seeing that, um, you know, down in Chengdu at the moment. Yang Guang, when we look at major international tournaments, um, particularly ones that are hosted in China, of course, we saw at the uh, Winter Olympics, you know, some technological advances that you know either increase the safety or performances of athletes, or you know, in, you know, improve the the visibility of the sports from people that are watching at home i think that's something that has kind of become synonymous with uh, major sporting events that are hosted in china so at this world team table tennis championships have there been any technological advances um that you may have never seen before that's you know potentially improving the game's excitement or performances or visibility or safety
1: um, yeah, I would rather not call it a technological advancement, but uh, one thing that the ITTF is insisting on, um, especially at this tournament, is their reform on the um, camera angle of the table tennis games. They are now switching from a camera angle similar to the tennis games to a side angle um, where two players stand parallel On the two sides of the screen Um, Well, some say they can see players' strokes and techniques clearer with this angle But um, um, others say the game became less entertaining with this broadcast reform Um, Of course, the table tennis governing body initiated this like two years ago already But it seems like um, it's still an attempt in its um, early stage And uh, many fans are not used to this I personally think um that a side angle is fine but perhaps a combination of angles for game could bring more visibility for the, for the player's movements and more and brings more excitement instead of sticking to one single angle throughout the game that's just the one game detail from my side.
0: Yeah I think you know um with any sports, um, particularly from fans watching at home, I think camera angles and that kind of thing become extremely important. And it's always open to, like you said, you know, that's your personal take. And I think it's always open to um, interpretation of people's mm-hmm. personal opinions. I think when it comes to the sporting bodies themselves, I think they always try and keep, um, you know, everybody in mind. And they try and create the best possible um, visual scenario for, for the general public um but i think there will always be um people that are for or against um you know new regulations that come in so it'll be interesting to see when the championships come to a conclusion you know if if those new regulations are upheld for future tournaments but i'm sure that um you know there are pl- plenty of people that are happy about these changes i'm sure there's also some people that are not too happy about it so yeah i guess time will tell if um you know these regulations will continue into the future but so far it looks like it's been going pretty well. Um, for you, from your side, um, any anything you know potentially technological or you know maybe some regulations that have changed that have caught your eye?
2: Yeah, um, what I'm going to mention is not exactly something we've never seen before, but I think it's still important for China's pledge to peak its carbon emissions and then go carbon neutral. The venue for training during the competitions in Chengdu were built in just 15 days, but it adopted the world's top standards to serve the world championships. And um, as organizers of the Beijing Winter Olympic Games did, organizers in Chengdu also committed to a low-carbon event. The The training venue is well sealed with a good ventilation system which reduces its energy consumption to only half of other venues of the same size. And it was converted from a basketball court, which is another example of sustainability by repurposing existing venues, which saves costs. So it's proven to be feasible um, at two large scale international sporting events in China. And I hope more cities, not only in the country, but around the world, will consider the same approach when they host future sporting events.
0: I must say that is something that I forgot to mention. You know, of course, globally, China has become synonymous with um, technological advancements at sporting events. But hand in hand with that, creating sustainable, um, you know, Major sporting events is also something that China has become you know incredibly good at, and they generally set the example for the rest of the world to follow so it 's great to see that that tradition of technological advancement as well as sustainability is being followed at the um, team table tennis championships as well that 's fantastic to hear um, Yang guang you know we've we 've touched on one or two performances from team China, but if we look at all categories, just an overall look at the performances so far. What can we say about Team China at this point?
1: Well, I, I think Team China's dominance is still there. Um, they have been the top tier level of table tennis for decades, and um, there's no exception in Chengdu this year. And I predict this won't change for the following couple of years, especially for the women's team with Chen Meng, Ying Sha and uh, Wang Man Yu, this combination, these three players are just unbeatable. Um, Their games are flawless. I I think what the Chinese fans should worry about a bit is the men's team. It seems like um, there's now a gap of Chinese men's peddlers' consistency. um, At uh, present, this gap doesn't affect the men's team's dominance, but it may be an issue a couple of years later after uh, the likes of Marlon and Fan Zhendong and other elite players retire. Uh, Fan Zhendong is now the leading player of the Chinese squad and he totally deserves to be the world number one with his marks over the years. But um, apart from Fan Zhendong, the other young forces haven't shown that they can um, Reach the level um, done by their predecessors like Zhang Jike, Ma Long, or even earlier Liu Guoliang and uh, um, Kong Um The now the likes of Liang Jingkun, Lin Gaoyuan, and uh, Wang Chuqin they they look fine. Um, they are top level table tennis players, but th- there seems no guarantee that they can. Win matches as easily as Malong and the names I just mentioned did um, They still need to grow in international games uh, But there has been teams that can pose a great challenge for the Chinese team Already like um, Germany, Sweden and Japan in the men's games So they need to be extra careful in, in the following tournaments But this tournament, they look fine
0: when any team or nation has been dominant for such a long time, I think, you know, when that when that, you know, specific generation is kind of reaching the end of their career, I think the people that follow that or, you know, that group of athletes or, you know, team that that follows that generation, it's always very difficult for them to reach those levels. And we've seen it in, you know, various sports and teams. I mean, just off the top of my head, you um, if you think of like the spanish national football team you know when they went through their golden generation of winning the euros and the world cup you know multiple times the generation that's kind of followed them ha- hasn't even come close to reaching those levels um so hopefully that isn't the case with team china of course like you said you know there's world number one ranked players they're still dominating, uh dominating at this point in time but like you said some of the people that are coming through may potentially not reach those levels but you know i suppose there is some time before they they completely take over so it'll be interesting to see if um you know not necessarily the 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 victories but the just total dominance of certain individuals and teams for team china can continue but like you said on the on the flip side of that um it also it could also be down to the improvement um of other nations you know in the sport so there's i suppose there are a couple of ways um that you can look at that but Um, For you, just touching on some of those points that we've mentioned, you know, just the the performances of certain individuals and teams and the improvements of certain nations and surprise results and etc. I'm sure there's been plenty of reaction to the championships on social media in China. Um, Can you touch on one or two of those potentially trending topics that we've seen on social media?
2: Yeah, uh, Most mostly comments on Chinese social media are expressions of how well they think Chinese players performed or how proud they are about players representing their country. Um, There's one particular comment on Weibo which I picked out. Um, first, a bit of uh, background. This was posted on the video where China's female players were interviewed after they reached the semifinals. Wang Manyu simply said, about the match, everything was normal. And the Weibo comment reads, normal, high-frequency high frequency words from interviews with table tennis players from China. Um, I like this one because it states the fact it's very straightforward, it's very honest, without sounding arrogant. And it seems like for Chinese players, an easy win is normal. It's only routine for them. Um, if you look at the results at the world championships, they close out a set at at eleven two or eleven three. I mean, for for opponents, for their opponents, how do you compete with that? So um, at at the Chinese squads, no wonder they say it's normal all the time. As long as uh, everything went. According to plan' it's a normal match it's a routine match for them, and it's an easy job accomplished
0: yeah, I think um you know when we talk about um norm- normal you know like you said, it's not arrogant if it's if it's facts you know it, it is you know over the you know the last few years or even longer the last couple of decades, just the dominance of team china has become normal, and um just stating that fact, i think you know there's definitely no problem with that, and I think um you know, throughout this pod, we've t- talked about a number of um, talking points that have made the championships very exciting. We've seen the emergence of some young talent. We've seen the improvement of nations in Asia and around the globe. We've also seen the emergence of some young up-and-coming talents, and I think that's all fantastic to see. But that is all we have time for on this episode of Sideline Story. Thank you so much for joining us once again. And, of course, we will be back next week with our latest topic, and we'll see you then.